Welcome to Podcast Therapists. I'm Sarah. I'm Amanda. And I'm Caroline. We are all family therapists at different life stages, and we also happen to be good friends. We're so happy to have you join us for a little couch time today. Please like and rate us wherever you get your podcast, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast Therapists. Don't forget the S. We love hearing from you and want to invite you to share any questions or issues you'd like to hear us discuss. We might even do an episode on it because we bet you're not alone with it. Please email us directly at podcasttherapists at gmail.com. Today, we are chatting about um, holidays looking different this year. There's a lot of different feelings that we all have about it. You could be feeling sad, relieved, angry. They're all okay. And we're just talking about how are we as adults dealing with that and then finding ways to help our kids deal with their own feelings and think of new traditions and new and fun ways to experience some joy this year. We're thinking about you. Hang in there. Happy holidays for all of you celebrating all of the things. Let's talk a little about the challenge of this holiday season. I was feeling kind of good, Sarah. And then as soon as you said that with such seriousness, I really, I felt sad. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. It's hard this year, I think, for everyone. Yeah. It is. It is totally hard. I think that at this point, the majority of people probably listening to this podcast um, are getting the message that we should really be spending the holidays alone with our families and whoever lives in our houses. But I think it's safe to say our family is definitely just doing it, our nuclear family in our house. Yeah, um, yeah we have a quiet Christmas. We usually host a huge family Christmas and have for years just done extended family, and I'm not sure we're going to pull that off mm. this year at all. But um, the positive side is what I have noticed is I feel like the joy and the spirit of Christmas or holidays, obviously the three of us celebrate Christmas, but um, has really come out in decorations or in people's homes. I feel mm-hmm. like everybody has inflatables. Everybody has lights. I went to find bows, which I do every year and could not find one red bow in the local store. You're totally right. I feel like there were so many like Instagram wars about are you decorating for Christmas early or are you not? And I'm like, oh, I'm decorating. It was like November 15th and I'm like, <laughs> it's up. I did nothing. I have done nothing. Caroline, what do you do? Do you decorate in your house? I feel like I should. And I, so I live alone with my dog and I feel like I keep telling myself like this year I'm going to do Christmas up and it's going to be big. And then I'm like, oh, that's so much work just for myself. And then I don't do it. I feel like we should sneak into her place and and plug an inflatable in the house. (laughs) Bullet would bark at oh, it. Oh, that's for true. Okay. Days. No, it'd be out. great. It would be hilarious. I was thinking that we should sneak in your house and put like Christmas lights on a plant. Oh, we could do that, right? Yeah, I feel like sure. just the light gives me joy. Just a little tree somewhere. Yeah, that would be so I fun. I said I was gonna get a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and then now it feels like oh, Christmas is close enough. Amanda, we're gonna fix that. Yeah, we totally are. You know what I do have? What multiple pairs of Christmas pajamas. Oh, that is, I guess that's the thing that I've done. Well, let me ask you this, because that launches me. It's like a great segue into what I was going to talk about a little bit. Are Christmas pajamas a tradition for you and your family? No, they're not. You just own them on your own? Okay, so (laughs) my No. (laughs) Okay, Okay, that does sound weird. My sister got me and my niece... So I have two sisters. One has a daughter, one has a son. And my sister got 
the daughter, son, and myself matching Christmas Aww. PJs because we're the quote unquote kids. That's sweet. So it's a new family tradition for you, Caroline. Uh, yes, that tees you up nicely. It does, it does tee me up nicely because one of the things I really think about for Christmas and all holidays and even just regular parts of the year is that traditions and routines that we have as families are they are what connect us to our past, to our present, to our future, right? So even if I can't remember what a specific Christmas when I was younger, I do remember the feeling. And some of the things that I did with my family, I don't know if I was nine, if I was 15, I have no idea when it happened, but it's connecting my past to the stuff that I'm doing with my kids now. And hopefully, this makes me cry, they'll do some of this stuff with their families. So for me, one of the things that I think about is just Johnny Mathis. I don't know if you know him. Oh my gosh, y'all. Winter Wonderland, Johnny Mathis is my jam. It, <laughs> I love it. Um, it drives my husband crazy because I'm always like, the first Noel in Winter Wonderland by Johnny Mathis. But they bring me such joy. My grandmother listened to Johnny Mathis. Oh. Anytime it's like November 27th, the day after Thanksgiving, every woman in my family is like, I've got Johnny on. <laughs> We're all just like blowing up Johnny all across the country. Um so yeah, that's like one of my huge traditions. And I guess, right, even though it's going to be a different Christmas, Johnny's still here for us. Right. Absolutely. Is he still alive? Oh, I don't know, actually. Oh. Someone will have to Google that. Quickly. I will Google that. Okay. I will actually feel very sad now that I've asked. Oh, no. <laughs> no one's telling me. Why don't you Google that after the New Year? He's alive in my heart. Oh. And his spirit is here there with the Sovic Childers family. Yeah. <laughs> Johnston's too. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, Robert doesn't like it. Yeah, but my kids do. <laughs> I think, yeah, traditions can, it's funny, you don't, like, traditions, when you think about, like, that feeling, when I think back to being a kid, some of the tradition stuff I remember um, is, I remember not sleeping Christmas Eve night. Yeah. Like, I was so excited, mm. and I so wanted to, like, the morning to come, I think, quickly. So I do remember my poor mom, um, when we were really little, like, it was probably 4.30 a.m. and we were celebrating Christmas. Like, I think we would probably sleep in the afternoon, but we were so excited we'd get her up and she's just like, all right, let's go for it. So my kid is a has always been a strange, like, I was so excited to have a kid because I thought when I have a child, I will get to spend morning time with someone because I'm married to someone who hates, who who's not a morning person. And I'm a really huge morning person. My child is not a morning person. So literally when we spend it with it, we've always spent Christmas with extended family. And so I have a niece and nephew that come and have, we've spent it with them for years and they're older than Kennedy or older than my daughter. And, um, they would be in high school and up and ready to go as teenagers. And the, um, elementary school kid was snoozing in still not up on Christmas morning. <laughs> do you know what my mom would do oh when we God. did that in high school? Incidentally, Blast Johnny Mathis. I'm not lying to you. That's so I'm great. not lying to you. Well, walking in a winter wonderland. That's what was happening. My niece and I were like, could we please wake her up now so we can open presents? My dad, when we were really little, this is when we still lived in New York, he would always like tie the living room doors shut. Like oh. you weren't allowed to go in. There was another door into the living room, but like it was just... I don't know. There was just tradition that like you waited for the door to get untied and then you went in and Santa had been there. Um, my parents like really did up Santa when we were little in terms of like, you know, like hoof prints from a reindeer Aww. on a piece of paper. 
So I think there's, even as we're talking about it, there's so much stuff that happens around the holidays and, and Christmas for us um, and for our children that we don't even realize holds so much meaning when it's happening. You know, like I'm sure your parents don't know that you remember that string so well or the mm -hmm. hoof prints, although maybe they do. I mean, do you think Probably they knew not. they were creating it as it was happening? I don't think with the string. I think that was like... Convenient. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, you know, I think they tried to make it really magical with the hoof prints, but I don't know the last time we actually talked about that. I don't know if my parents would have any idea that like that's what I remember. It's so I keep on reminding myself of that as a parent. Um, because I do think that that's something that's going to be different about this year is that we don't know what our kids are going to hold on to from this year. I think you can also modify tradition, right? Like, so if there's things, obviously there will be lots of phone calls and Zoom calls this year where we won't probably be seeing the same people that around our table. But, um, for example, I know, um, there was, um, my mother-in-law used to do so much of the baking, Right. And when she passed away, like I took that over. Mm -hmm. But the, so the ritual still stands mm -hmm. and her all the holiday treats still get made. I do it. And so this year I know my daughter's going to help me way more than she ever has before. And she wants to. I'm not forcing slave labor. But I but she kind of said, I want to I do. I want to make the cookies with you this year. I want to do. And she's always kind of participated. But in that kind of half assed way where you, <laughs> your kid kind of comes in and is like, I'll mix that. And then you walk back in and the kid's totally gone. And the food is, and you know, the batch of cookies is still like sitting there not being made yet. So I think like she'll be, she'll participate. And so this is kind of the first time I'll feel like I'm actually handing over like recipes and because she'll probably take the lead in making some of these things. Mm -hmm. And we give a lot of this stuff out. Um, I don't know if people will be giving that stuff out with COVID actually though, to neighbors and things. Mm -hmm. It was always the teacher mm -hmm. gift too, truthfully. Mm -hmm. I think those poor um, teachers over at um, Brownsville Elementary School had enough of my fudge probably for the <laughs> several years my daughter went there, but still. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, I think so many of us are so desperate for things to feel normal right now that coping with any sense of any change at this point, we're like overwhelmed. It's too much. And there's just like a lot of feelings that come up with the idea of another change or in some ways, like a different holiday feels like another loss. Because oh, it's so indicative that like things aren't normal right now. Um, and so I think just like knowing how you feel about knowing that the holiday is going to be different. And identifying the feeling. Like I think it's really okay to have whatever feelings you have, but be but but take the time to sit down and be like, I am actually kind of sad about this, or I'm really I'm frustrated about this. I mean, there's no one really to be angry with about this pandemic, but it's okay to say I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I think I, I do think we have to be very clear about how we feel about it so that we can help our kids through it. Right. So I think giving ourselves space to feel sad, I'm actually about two weeks out of my sadness. So I found out probably two weeks ago that my friend Casey wasn't coming. She was going to fly and obviously she can't do that. Um, and so I'm, I've had about two weeks to process my sadness mm -hmm. and my grief about it's like the one time I get to see her a year. I mean, it's so sad. And now I'm able to look forward, I think, because I labeled that grief and I processed it. Um, so I'm able to come at the holidays with a little more energy because I was in that sadness for a little bit. Yeah. And I think as a parent, if you can identify and sit with your feelings t first, 
then when your kids have their their reactive feeling, you will not feel as triggered by it. Mm -hmm. Or as uh, in, you know, as parents, we tend to want to fix things, including their emotions. And I think it's, it's, um, wiser, especially kind of around high emotional time, just to be able to, to support and validate and, and, you know, kind of give Mm -hmm. some grace around that. I think as a parent too, I have to, I know that I have experienced a change in tradition already. So I'm 40. And I think the first time I experienced a change in Christmas tradition was probably when I was like 37, y'all. It was not that long ago. (laughs) I held on. I know. I know. It it is funny. How is that possible? I held on real tight. I held on so, so tight. And it's really hard um, it certainly caused conflict in with in my marriage because I was like, this is what I do on Christmas. I have to go to Baptist Temple Church because my friend Casey sings, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And I almost zoomed like the first time that we didn't go to the church because the idea of not hearing her sing that just broke my heart. Um, but now that I have done it, I've realized I can do a little bit of a different Christmas. I've broken the big tradition from my childhood. I can break it again in order to do kind of a COVID Christmas. Um, so it's not totally new. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, it's interesting you said that my daughter's a singer and sings at um, a local church every year for their um, Christmas Eve service. And I guess that's not happening and yeah. then she's also in choirs and things so really our december is taken up with a lot of dress rehearsal and performance and i clock a ton of time sitting in churches and um which counts for the whole year by the way i've decided <laughs> and um and it's just it's it's little but it 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 yeah it's a shift like you kind of have to make a shift in that way and actually what i started doing was playing recordings of the old concerts recently mm. just because i st- i missed it and i wanted to hear it it's not the same but it's something Absolutely. So So I think number one, and also it's okay, by the way, if you're feeling relieved, I'm sure there are plenty of folks out there. I will say on some level, I'm relieved. I am not having to have any sort of conflict around where we're spending Christmas, or I'm relieved about like this one party that I didn't really like going to. You know, there are little moments of relief and it's okay to feel moments of relief about not spending Christmas with someone in your family that you don't want to there is relief in this too absolutely like for some people normal family holidays are the most stressful thing that happens over the entire year and not healthy right absolutely like this could actually be even though it's unhealthy in the outside with just a pandemic it could be a healthier experience emotionally for some people I would even say for for people in that category, because I'm not in that category, it might be helpful to kind of mark it in your head. Like, wow, I didn't go home for Christmas this year or I didn't spend it with my family. What did my January feel like? What did my actual Christmas feel like? If it felt protective to your mental health, just remember that for the future because mm-hmm. that's important data. I'm always like, that's important to data. That's something to pay attention to. Right. Can I bring something up? Yeah. Johnny no. Mathis is alive. Yeah, <laughs> I just googled it. So, so much better. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas, Amanda. <laughs> it does actually. Like, I'm not going to cry, but I am really glad to hear that. Good. That's my gift to you. I just wanted to share that. Once my mom took me to a Johnny Mathis concert. Wow. Um, wow. It was at in like it was in front of I don't know in Old man. Town, Virginia or something. Okay. And I remember we were like front row. It was outside. It was a Christmas concert. We were freezing, and it was my first concert, y'all. I oh. mean, yeah. Johnny, remember your great. first concert? Yes, because I was old. Oh. I mean, compared to but well, actually, I think my mother took me 
to a concert when I was young and now I can't remember who it was. Um, but it was some like sixties groups. So I was really young, but the first one I actually went to like and paid for was Elton John. Oh, in that's a great Stadium show. In England. Oh, oh it was awesome. That I can't compete with the that. British, by the way, sit, like oh. you stand up and move around. Oh. Like you actually, you really sweet. Very yeah, less tiring as well, actually. But I mean, I was <laughs> I was in my twenties at the time, so I was happy to stand. But then that was rude. I mean, that was embarrassing. What was yours? Oh, guys, <laughs> listen to how young Caroline is, everyone. Yeah. Um, I went. No, this this is a random first concert. Oh, okay. It was Cher's farewell Whoa, tour. What? Which one? <laughs> Hasn't she been like nine? My mom took me. It was in Richmond, so we drove. It was on a school night. Guys, I had like a very intense share obsession. That's wait, so as a kid. What? Yes. But so yeah, my mom took me to Richmond to this share concert. It was actually around Christmas time, I think. And there was a snow day the next day. Oh. So it was like this magical thing. And I had like brought a pillow to sleep in the car on the way home. And then I remember getting home and waking up and my mom going like, there's a snow day tomorrow. What a dream. That's so exciting. Yeah, that is a dream. It's the little thing. Except I that's love a big that thing. you like share as a kid. Guys, that's to so this awesome. day, when I'm on like a long car ride and I start getting really tired, I like blast share in my car. It's actually really cute. Not this is a song for the lonely, more upbeat tunes usually. Excellent. So I think in this way. Maybe share will be a new Christmas tradition or a new holiday tradition for us. But I think that after we've processed our sadness, we do have this opportunity to create new traditions, right? We have to, I do feel responsibility to hold it together for my family and make it okay for everyone. I think that's probably my own stuff on some level. I'm like, there's sadness. I'm going to make it better. Well, and I feel like that is so tough. Like, I feel like there's so much pressure on this holiday yes because things have been so hard that we're like we have to make sure that it's enough right like that there's enough joy that there's enough tradition yeah and I feel like that doesn't have to be with gifts like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be compensating that way but also just being kind to yourself if you are a parent and you're like I am running out of ideas to make things fun for my kids because I feel like a lot of kids have been home from school for so long. I think about four years now they've been home from school. It feels like 84 years 84 ago. Years. Yeah. Um, but just like, just like being kind to yourself in that moment. If you're like, I have like been creating activities and games and things for my kids to do for this entire pandemic. And now there's a holiday and I need more ideas. That just feels like so much pressure. You're totally to put right. On yourself. It's just, it, I imagine it's so hard. I think too that it's, it's important to stay present and I say things like this all the time but I think um the more present you can be the easier it is to see the openings for joy and for creating things like uh, mm -hmm. right so if your if your brain is busy and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling overwhelmed which I think everybody is at some level um if you can find that place to just try to relax into okay so this is this year this is what it's going to be like you know, my, our finances might be tighter this year. We can't travel, you know, all these things just kind of breathe into that and be like, it's just the way it is. So what can we do? What, what, where's the opening? Where, where can we actually still find some joy? Where can we enjoy some time together? Where, what can we do differently that will still feel okay? 
um, and not trying to overdo or fix mm-hmm. or, or top anything just because, or compensate, I guess is what I'm saying. I think the way I'm experiencing this, because I have, I have three kids right now and I'm fully in it, right? I have a four-year-old, seven-year-old, nine-year-old. And I think when you said we don't feel the pressure, it's like, I have no more energy. I have, even if I, every day I'm like, we're going to make fudge. And at three o'clock, my kids come home from school and I'm like, I am so tired. Um, Cause they're not coming home from school there. I'm picking one of them up and the other two are just there always. Um, and so I don't have the energy at three o'clock despite my best intentions. So what we've been doing more is watching movies like Christmas movies. And then I like get into my like screen time guilt and all that stuff. But last night I just didn't do it. We sat down, we watched Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Have y'all seen this one? Mm-hmm. Guys, I haven't, I didn't see it as a kid. I have was full tears at the end. It is such a nice movie about sons and fathers and families, full tears, sobbing. We can't wait to watch Santa Claus 2 and Santa Claus 3 and all of the other (laughs) ones that are out there. And I'm like, okay, but it was about finding that opening. Mm -hmm. And I think it's my second favorite Christmas movie now. Oh, that's awesome. What's your number one? Home Alone. Oh, okay. Totally Home Home Alone. Home Alone 1? Yes, Home Alone 1. My kids like Home Alone 3, but I don't think it's a Christmas movie. So I think, too... You know, we didn't know that we were going to that that was going to be a new tradition, but I actually really think I'm going to watch that movie every year because I Mm -hmm. loved it and it really did touch my heart. I don't know. Um, And so I think having the availability and not like we have to make the fudge, we have to make the checks mix and just being available for what I could be emotionally available was okay. It's totally okay. I mean, we still are having the same some of the same arguments we have every holiday. Like we have decoration wars at my house every year. Well, now going, well, I think, on our 27th or 28th <laughs> Christmas. Um, so it started early on when it was just the two of us. And I wanted white lights on the Christmas tree because I had grown up like that. I wanted white lights and ribbons, right? That's how my mom had it. So that's how I had it several Christmases. And then I um, start seeing this person who grew up with colored lights on the tree. <laughs> and so I said, fine, no problem. We'll, we'll compromise we'll have this lovely moment in our relationship. You can pick the top topper and I'll write to the white lights. So little did I know we had zero money, by the way, that um, CVS was around the corner. And so CVS carried these amazing silver, obnoxious, um, blinking stars with bright light. And oh, I had that one. Oh, you did. have Uh Uh We had it lasted 26 years. It only died (laughs) Freaking last year. I was so over it. So anyway, also, by the way, we now have colored lights on our tree. Like, I've given up. (laughs) I lost that fight pretty early on. But then we also have the decoration wars of, um, like, I like whimsical kind of fun stuff, like stuffed animals and silly little things. And so um, I pulled them all out earlier last week at the end of the week. And and I put all my Christmas pillows downstairs. And where are all my Christmas pillows right now, you guys? Upstairs. Upstairs, yes. So everything will migrate back upstairs. I, I put out these little fun Santa hats and like I walked in the dining room, they were gone. Like they're just, <laughs> I, it's every year like this. It's okay. I just try and then it just makes me laugh. I do it more to annoy everybody now. Um, but yes, yeah, so my partner likes more classical, but she does do beautiful decoration. Like our house will look beautiful when she's had the time to decorate. It'll be gorgeous. But I like to start with being slightly obnoxious. And um, so yeah, we still, we have all decoration where that's been consistent this year. So um, and and our elf is out. So oh yeah, I'm realizing too that as we're talking about this, that I have it in my head that some of my Christmas traditions are just like on pause 
for right now oh. because and this might be to- <laughs> I'm like might be totally unrealistic but when you're talking about that right you're like oh we've just been doing this for years and years and years and I just think about the Christmas I've had growing up and it has changed but there are certain things that have always been the same and I'm like, oh, I just project that into my future as if my future partner no. isn't going to have any traditions yes. of their own. You and I'm it. having this moment right here, right now. Where I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit. Like, That's what I'm saying. I held I, on until I was right. 37, so Caroline. I'm, saying, I'm like, I'm going through it now where I'm just now realizing like, oh, shit. Like, this person is going to bring in their yeah, good 30 luck to some you. odd years of traditions. Uh, yep. And it may not at all look like yours. Mm-hmm. So you had to give up some traditions when you had a partner probably at some point in the same way during a COVID Christmas. You're going to have to give, give up yeah. some traditions. Yeah, mind. it's the same way. It's like COVID is our new partner. Oh, yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> like stealing all our joy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, God. Do so, you have Elf on the Shelf at your house? Oh, no. I could never keep track of something like that. Ever. Three kids and no Elf on the Shelf? No, I won't okay. even let them. I could never do that. I'm so jealous of the people that created it. Why? Because it was brilliant. It's it was brilliant. Mm. Um, well, we have an elf that someone gave. We didn't buy that. Somebody gifted gifted it to us. And um, and my daughter really, I mean, she, in her head, elf on the shelf, Santa, the Easter bunny, the tooth fairy, like everybody kind of hung out together. Like they all must have lived totally. in the same community, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, Freddie, our elf, would go back and forth to the North Pole and come back. And um, bring messages and things like that. And um, we used to laugh earlier because she really was 100% invested in this elf. And um, I mean, we know it's created a ton of couch time in the future, like, which now she'll say because she's this teenager. She's like, why did you guys screw with me with that stupid elf like that? Really? But um, it was so fun to like kind of mess with <laughs> what her. What would you do? Oh, it would like be, I mean, we did like cute things like you see and, you know, other people post now. We, I mean really before social media but you do like cute little gifty things but we also you know freddie also had a lot of messaging about your behavior we should not publish this i'm just kidding <laughs> it worked by the way to the extent that freddie sometimes came back on christmas vacation and checked in <laughs> he would like pack freddie away like i'm gonna tell freddie about this you roll your eyes more time freddie's gonna appear tomorrow morning and just be like, hey, <laughs> in July. Scary, I didn't quite use it in that thread. That's like, I never said that. But Freddie would all of a sudden show up and she'd be like, Freddie's back. And we'd be like, yeah. And then also, but there was one moment where uh, we realized things might have gone a little far. Where, um, my daughter walked in one evening and, and she had written Santa for permission to actually physically touch Freddie. Because evidently in the book, you're not supposed to or something. We're like, yeah, you can. it's okay. You can move Freddie around the house. So Freddie was brought to us and uh, my daughter said, I'm really uncomfortable with Freddie being in my room while I change into my, my pajamas. And so I didn't know. I felt really sad for a minute because I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy that you felt like that. I've created a creep right. for you but living with I us. I was really proud of her setting Freddy's the boundary, right? Watching. Like she was like six and she was setting this big old boundary oh with gosh. Freddie the Elf. I was so impressed. <laughs> So it was good. She is really playing a lot home. And, and Sarah is too. Sarah's like, look at this kid. She really showed that elf who's boss. Right, man. Set a good boundary with that leering elf. No, the elf was fine and she's fine. And uh, it'll be couch time for her later, I'm sure. But I don't know if Freddie has appeared again this Christmas. And um, now my daughter just does really funny things. I actually set it up today, but 
it, we have found it in very funny positions around the house with different messages back to us. That's great. As parents. That's and like a nice tradition. Awesome. Yeah, it's cute actually. So now she does things to get us back with with the same mouth on the shelf, which is funny. It's come full circle. It has come full. Although I don't want to be in my room when I'm changing either. So just to, you know. <laughs> I think there is that piece though of there is sadness and there's change that's happening and. There is some opportunity to kind of ask our kids and ask our families what is important that we want to do moving forward. Like, what can we hold on to that we want to, right? So I realized last night, I don't think we've told our kids we're not going to my mom's house for Christmas. I don't think we've said it. I think like Robert and I are assuming it and know that, but we haven't said it to our kids. So I need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, they have some time to process. So it's not mm quick, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a surprise. And I think we need to say, um, what do we want to do instead, right? So we, what we really love about going to Old Town with my in my mom's neighborhood mm-hmm. is the lights are amazing. They have restaurants with like huge fires, so much hot chocolate. Um, it's just like a quaint little town that you want to go to during Christmas time and like go in and out of shops. But that might not be why they want to go, right? I think they want to go because my mom literally puts on Christmas movies and holds the spoon as she like feeds them, you know, every sweet thing in the world. Like she (laughs) takes this, like all three of them, she'll sit in front of them, like one spoon for each kid. I'm not doing that. Um, But there's some tradition in there that I need to know what they like so that I can see if we can do part of it in my own home. Absolutely. And I think you can come at it with like, what are their ideas? And then if they're overwhelmed, like you can have some ideas in your back pocket too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, we might not get to go to Old Town. This is what I've thought of, right? Like here are some ideas your dad and I have. We really want to hear from you though. And I think there's this piece of this whole year has felt so out of control for kids, right? Like everything has just been taken from them Mm -hmm. just with no control. And so I think giving them control in that way will feel helpful. So yes, we're not going to Alexandria. There's sadness. We're sad. You're sad. We can hold that. And here's some control about what we are going to do. And I think that will help everybody kind of manage it a little better. I think also, you know, we're talking kind of about your kids because they're younger, but the teens have really, they also need that kind of input. And I think a lot of times with teens, we assume a lot Mm -hmm. about where they are with things or what they're thinking, or they seem, you know, they are gaining more independence But I do think things that are super family ritual and things like that, we also want their input because those are the times, again, that's it. You're locked in differently to to family holiday or whatever the rituals are. And and that kid part, I mean, think about as an adult, that kid part of you is what comes out, Mm -hmm. right? That's where the tradition ritual comes from. So for teens, we got to remember that for them too. Um, and, And a lot of like just locally here, our teens just lost their winter sports season and they just got yanked back out of school after the fact they were potentially going to be virtual soon. And I mean, going to be back in school um, face-to-face soon. And so that's all changed again. So they've had a lot of up and downs. And so finding the little consistencies that they want to keep, but also kind of have them find a little more joy in the, in the holiday. Because again, that's what connects them to their past. Right. So keeping that consistency, a lot of kids with COVID at the beginning, I would say ask kids, there's so much that's different, but let's talk about what's also the same because that's securing to kids. It helps them feel mm-hmm. safe. And I think we can do that with Christmas too, because it's this time marker, right? It is such a time marker in everybody's lives. And so talking about the consistency, yes, it's different. And all of this stuff is still the same, right? 
We are still fighting about what pillows are going upstairs. We are still <laughs> fighting about, you know, colored lights or white lights. Yep. Um, yeah. There's so many things that are still the same. And talking about those, mm-hmm. I think, are great. Yeah. And I mean, I think I'm a big fan. I'm always like, talk it out. Talk it out. Um, which I'm sure my future partner will adore. They will love it. <laughs> we'll talk everything out. But no, I was just even thinking like, you know, we're sitting here telling like funny stories about Christmases and holidays or just the things that we love. And like you can feel your own mood shift when you do that. Right. Like or even just laughing about my share concert. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be holiday related, but I think there is a lot of power in storytelling, especially around like shared experiences and memories. Right. So you know, it is fun to think about like, oh my gosh, the crazy things that happened with Elf on a Shelf and laugh about that um, with your daughter and be like, you know, this was a really funny time. And, it, you know, even with little kids, you can talk about, you know, what do you remember from last Christmas or the Christmas before? And they may have really, really different answers from each other. And like you were saying, really different from what you thought. But I also think that it can be a really fun way to like bring joy if you've had holidays that are joyous in the past. Um, like even just talking about joyous holiday memories, I'm like flooded with mm-hmm. funny things that have happened and it just makes me feel good. And I think that's the piece too that I keep on holding on to is that we, so for Thanksgiving, um, things look different already, right? Things totally look different. And there was opportunities for kids to do different things. So usually, so one of my kids really helped me with the pumpkin pie. It was great. Aww. He loved it. I know it was Wes. He was so Sweet. excited about Aww. it. And he helped because my mom wasn't there, right? Usually my mom would do it, but it came to Wes and I, and we did it and it was great. And then the next morning he was so happy about it. Um, and so proud of kind of the work he'd done. And I think that's going to be a new tradition. And I had no idea we were making that. And so I think there's this piece of there's so much sadness about what's missed and there's so much opportunity to find joys in different ways if we're open to it. And so you might have to talk to kids about mixed emotions. Oh, I, I feel think like you're that right. is super confusing to younger kids. The idea that I can be like both really sad or disappointed that some of these things aren't happening and really excited and happy that I get to watch tons of Christmas movies and eat fudge. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think we may have just introduced that concept to some adults actually <laughs> for, yeah, we all struggle. <laughs> yeah. It. But I think particularly kids because mm-hmm. feelings are sometimes so confusing at that age. And I think we have to label it too. Cause when I do talk to my kids about it, I'm going to say, I'm really sad. We're not going to Alexandria. I have amazing memories there. It's been a constant for now 40 years. Cause we just go wow. before, we just go before Christmas. Um, so it's been a constant and there is sadness and I am excited to see what we can do in Charlottesville at that time. Mm-hmm. The downtown mall is a close second. If we're walking around outside with masks on, we can, I feel safe enough Have doing that. Have you all been that. down there at all? Mm-mm. So I live relatively close. And so I'll walk my dog there sometimes. And like, A, everyone is doing an awesome job. I'm proud of our town for masking and social distancing. But the Christmas decorations are up and the oh. tree is there. And there are lots of bows and things like it feels it feels nice. Like it feels like the holidays 
So okay, I'm going. Yeah, so the last two years, uh, my daughter has sung at the Grand Illumination, and mm-hmm. um, and this year did not, but they did it. Um, you could watch it still on TV, mm. um, like via some, you know, I guess stream it is the current term. Um, <laughs> and so they still made something happen, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a like cool example of like a higher level doing a new tradition or like trying to make an old tradition work in a new way Mm -hmm. right of like hey as a community we're trying to do this Mm -hmm. and so it's like everyone is being creative and trying to figure out ways to say like it's still the holiday season this is really cheesy guys but i guess it comes down to this too is that whatever the holidays mean to you see if you can access that, right? There are different ways to access it. So I think for me right now in this stage of life, it's like hunkering down with my family and creating creating those traditions. Like my family's relatively young as far as traditions go. Um, and so we're still figuring out what those are and do it. we can do that. We can do part of that this season. We probably can't do all of it, but we can hunker down on kind of, now we're going to watch what the Santa Claus, right? That's going to be one that we're creating. And so whatever those traditions, whatever it means to you, I think you can still access a piece of it, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. And just be kind to yourself in this season. Yes. Yes, because I do think that we we really don't know what our kids are going to hold on to. We just have no idea. Like they don't, your parents did not plan that that string and unwrapping the string was going to be the thing you hold on to. Mm -hmm. So don't put pressure on yourself to create something. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Just stay present and enjoy whatever does happen. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's sad. And there's opportunity for hope and joy. If you are struggling with grief, which I think a lot of people are, and we know that, we're in we're in a little bit of a we're in a community right now that hasn't been hit super hard um by coronavirus and we feel very very fortunate in that way but we do know it looks very different across the country um so we acknowledge that some of our stuff might seem lighthearted yeah lighthearted um and we don't want to minimize what you all are going through um so we can talk about that maybe in another podcast you guys can hang in there through the holidays when um, it's, this is not permanent and uh, you can make some new traditions. Yeah. Try right. to have fun in your home with your family. Yeah. Drink some hot chocolate and eggnog <laughs> and listen to Johnny Mathis. And enjoy the inflatable in your living room. <laughs> Caroline, can't wait. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Please remember, we are real-life therapists. However, this is a podcast and is not considered a therapy session. Not only because there's no copay, but also because we can't speak to your individual experiences. We're here to help you keep raising healthy kids. And remember, if you're an imperfect parent, we're right there with you. If you or someone you love is in immediate danger, please call your local crisis hotline or go to your nearest emergency room.